guys and welcome back to the Sweet Kind of Podcast. It's been a minute and I'm Demi B. And I'm Ellis, the main host. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I really go through this every single time. Like, it's really not you. It is it's me, okay. but it's okay. Anyways, back to what we were saying just before about the whole makeup thing. Yes, yeah, some people like to wear makeup every single day because either they enjoy putting makeup on every single day or they might be insecure about their skin so they feel the need to wear makeup all the time. She doesn't like you feel good, it empowers you. Makeup is empowering. It's very empowering, actually. Very, very empowering. But sometimes I just choose sometimes people just choose not to wear makeup because Wait, why is it empowering? I don't know, because you because I feel like when you look good, you just feel good. I can't explain it, but... You can look I good know, without I makeup. I understand that, but sometimes you look better without makeup than with it. Mm. It makes you feel good. It's like getting a trim. Why do you get a trim? Mm. Yo, I, I don't mind. Like I Sometimes I actually prefer the rough look. It's kind of cold, in my opinion. Yeah, that's <laughs> your opinion. And I think yeah. you should keep that one to yourself. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind when. Obviously, when you get a haircut, you do feel better. Like you're like, Whoa. there you go. Yeah, you but, feel like that guy. Not, no, but, but you know, you, you catch a glimpse of yourself, and, and you're like, like that. is that you? No, nah, I, I, no, I, I can catch a glimpse of myself without me, without my haircut. I'm calm. Okay, that's good though. But you feel better about yourself when you've got a good, good trim yeah, and your beard's aligning. Nah, and it looks nah, like it's yeah, connecting. There's a, there's a, uh-huh. When there's like, you know, two, three, <laughs> when, when the bars you of your beard. You see that sliding? Yeah. You see that when you've got that like two, three bars on your beard and there's a little bit of signal and they're connecting a little bit. So you feel <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, but nah, nah, I just, yeah, you do feel good, but for, for appearances though, like the fact that you do it not because, do you know what, yeah, I want you to go a day, I know this like near the end of the year, but I want you to go a day coming onto campus <laughs> with you. You, you, a whole demi B. A whole demi B. Do you know how big her fan base is? I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. But um, nah. Yeah, you should go come onto campus without any makeup. Do you feel like you rely on makeup to make yourself feel better? It makes, it actually gives me energy. It's weird. It gives me energy. I feel like I'm ready for the day if I've got yeah. makeup on. Because you've set yourself up yeah, for the day. I don't feel like I've just rolled out of bed and put clothes on. Like, that's the look for today mm. but then I also heard that because you put on so much makeup it sort of affects your skin as well not all no, the time not all the time as not long as you time. have like a good like skincare, skincare routine and take you don't. off mm-hmm. and, like, do you guys have a skincare routine <laughs> you don't drink water I don't know why you're putting that out there like I'm trying water. to drink a lot more water I've got a new water bottle Anything, Alex what's your makeup? skincare routine because your skin's always really good I don't really have one. Oh wow! It, it really. It <laughs> I mean, that's a lie oh, wow. because I remember you were like, "Okay, look at my skincare routine. I record it for you, and I'll show you." Because I really have receipts on my phone. If you want me to start bringing up receipts, it's not. It's not really a routine. It, it's it, it's simplistic. Anyway, one question. Basically, you know the recent video just dropped, the um public video, right? Mm. A lot of people are saying that. Mm? A lot of people saying, "Oh, it's good. You should do more." But yeah, I'm just like, "It's just do a part two. I'm just, uh, I want to, but that's not just what I want to. What yeah. you got? I know that's what people want to see, but it's also not what I want my channel to be about. What do you want your channel to be about? Just more impactful, fun and impactful. Mm. I really liked it. Me and Boy were watching your video, and we were like, "Where did you find all these people? Because all the people there were paying." 
They were all the girls and the listen, guys. Listen, when I tell you that the caliber of men and women on that night was ridiculous, I was like, we should have went out this night. Like, <laughs> that that day, wow. That's wow. Like, where loophole is this? I was like, wow. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we move. We move. Well, that's supposed to speak. But yeah, what'd you call it? No, it was it. Nah. Now, there are some beautiful... There are some weirdos in Liverpool as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, crackheads. yeah, yeah. Crackheads. Crackheads. <laughs> Actual crackheads. Now, there are actually right weirdos in Liverpool, and I don't understand... Enjoy it. We should, Liverpool is a funny place. Like, from the tea that I've been hearing in the city, it's actually a, it's actually a magazine. Like, low-key, yeah, people move like a mini Leicester. Like, I'm not going to lie. They try. They try. You think they so? They really try. What do you mean they move like a mini luster? Now, just, like, just, just, the, just the amount of BS is squatting lately. I think there's BS everywhere. I just feel like some people are better at hiding it than others are. No, but... Yeah, let me not speak. Actually, I'm lying. The amount of nonsense that I've been hearing no, recently. No, but then you can predict it from some people, but they the way they move, you just wouldn't think like, they act like that. But I guess it from the beginning. Mm. No, I, okay, then. If there was a word for that I in the dictionary... I feel like it's an alternative universe here. Like, it's just mad. Remember everything that was going on yesterday? Like... <laughs> Wait, no, Joy, no, Joy, actually, yeah, women actually have time to beef. They I mean, have time. Women have they time, time. To, Like, women have a lot of time to gossip. Like, for example, if I was to hear a tea, I'll probably, like, tell, like, two, like, two or three people. And after that, it's gone out of my head, like I said before. It's completely gone. I don't care anymore. I've forgotten. My, my tip is, the best way to keep a secret is to forget it. Think about it. If you don't remember the secret, you can't tell anybody. But what's the point? <laughs> what do I do with it? Yeah, exactly. So I store it in. No, but do you not get what I'm saying? That's how you end up having... Nah, that's not... That's not... That's not no, good. I'll... I'll... Well, you guys don't. Hmm? Are you guys dumb? Are you joking me? I just said, the best way to keep a secret is to forget the secret. Whose secret okay. is it though? My secret. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter whose secret. It's a secret. A secret. Yeah, secret. but I need to tell Demi though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we need, need to, to tell each other. We'll tell each other, then we'll forget about it. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Like our brains are connected, so we'll keep, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll tell each other, and then we'll both forget it at the same time. <laughs> that's why there's like new tea that we just heard yesterday, but it's so irrelevant because we've been knowing this kind of tea. Oh, so yeah, then we true. just dismissed it and kept it moving. We didn't dwell on it. Hi, hi. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. Cool. At cool. least we don't make group chats about it. Mm. That's how rumors start. The two most interesting things I've seen in Liverpool, somebody make people making group chats and people making face Twitter pages. Yeah. That's I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Like you have time, but you only have a degree. Like what did you come here for? After a motive you make a group chat to say how shit the motive was. (laughs) Did I speak did I say too much? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then you want to go make group chats about how you wanted to get kick- people kicked out of uni? I did. Wait, what? My housemates. Oh god. Let's 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 talk about that. That's, that's interesting, because I am actually fed up with racism and prejudice and bigotry. <sighs> I just don't understand why people are so like to a point where it just fuels me with I anger. I see. They're really trying to get me kicked out of uni for them. Being what reason? Racist. Okay, they're like... Oh, so you know my Snapchat story the other day? Mm-hmm. 
So then they were like, oh, that's racist. I was like, first of all, that word that I use is not racist. And then they were like, oh, but why do you have to mention the fact that she was white? I was like, what colour is she? She's white. And that's what I thought about her. Oh, no, no, they were just exaggerating it. They're like, oh, we're going to send the screenshot to the uni. We're going to um, send your tweets to the uni, da 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 Because apparently I've been making tweets saying I hate, like, a certain group of people. Which is not true, because I even searched through my tweets. So I don't know where they got that from. We were bare shouting in the kitchen. And then Voya came out, and then she was shouting at them, and they were shouting at me. Mm-hmm. And then we just ended it. No, so they apologised, and then I went upstairs. Then they texted me saying, oh, can you come downstairs? Um, we want to apologise again. I was like, okay. And so then I came downstairs, and they were apologising again, saying, oh, we didn't mean to, da-da-da-da. Uh, it really hurt me, the fact that you called me racist. Imagine how I feel having racist remarks said to me and about my friends. Mm-hmm. Have we spoken about the racist guy that was inside your house? Oh, you're talking about that? was everything today. Can we, can there was a white man uh-huh. who was inside Demi's house who said, I shiver at the thought like, of being next to a black like, person. Like, the thought of like a black person makes him like shudder. Like, oh. <laughs> it's not even about him being Wait, ugly. He said he shivers. And then the she still thought. like proceeded to like, you know. Wait, he said he shivers as the thought. No, but of he being... actually, no, but he actually, she was talking about the fact she was with two me. black girls and he literally like shivered at the thought and said that he felt, un- felt uncomfortable. Why people are so entitled and it's disgusting. And then they were calling me aggressive when I was really stood in one spot. Of course, they're going to hit you with the aggressive black And then this girl came closer to me. The gag is, after that argument, yeah, they were mocking the whole thing. They were faking the whole apology because Voya heard them talking about it. They were mocking the whole thing. They didn't mean a single thing. Mostly and that's really. what I thought was really crazy. I feel like, how tap can you be to say, to apologise, but then you didn't actually mean it, and you're mocking your own... Apo- I don't know. Wait, how, how did you first... How, how did you first get... How did you first plan to get into a flat with them or get a house with them? Okay, so... Oh, I can't be naming names. But there was a girl. She was like, oh, da-da-da, we're going to go and get a house with xyz do you want to come join i was like yeah sure because i knew like two of the people there i was really close friends with one of them at the time and then that was literally it and then i met voyeur through that as well mm. and then yeah we just got a house together when the things are going to talk yeah when yeah when what was like the first, <laughs> when was Bam, like... it was like october like beginning of the semester as soon as you moved in yeah before the night you can't even party. move out so, are we having an end of year party at your house with so much blackness and black music and black people and black food? Black tea, black, black tea, black tea, black tea, black. Because I'm really excited for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure I dress extra black with my big, big hoops, hoops. <laughs> gel edges. Yes, fish with my nose ring. Everything. My pom pom shorts and my chewing gum. And my lip gloss. Anyways, my advice is be careful with who you live with. The friends that you make through, like, motives and nights out. And if you can only hang around with them if you're intoxicated, those are not your friends. Mm. You have to be able to, like, hang out with them in different social settings and everything. It's just scary because, obviously, like, people who are coming into uni don't get to choose 
the people that they live with and they're kind of just like stuck with them at least second years and third years at least kind of know yeah. the kind of people they want to live with but like first years but ooh. even then like because you have to start deciding like in the first semester who you're gonna mm-hmm. live with in first year and like you don't know people that's not enough time to get to know people and i think that's how i just say just get a house. studio to trust these people out here people are too faced they're so too faced and crazy really crazy very, like very, actually very crazy, crazy. Yeah, let's 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 be honest. Let's be candid. Uh, let's let's <laughs> let's 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 try in it to a certain extent divulge how not all of us in this room, all of us, have not been where we've wanted to be. So let's talk about. In terms of what? In terms of your mental health and in terms of just you in general. I think like like I've said before, I've said it to both of you. I think that the best way to you know communicate is talk in it. So. We have a platform to do that. Talking is draining still. Especially when, ugh, yeah. Thing is, you I realise you never get better and you never you never you never improve when the first thing you do is doubt or say, Oh, it's not gonna work. I feel like I've overspoken. That's you know when me. you feel like you're at a point where you've explained and explained and explained and you've spoken yeah, about what you're going through. And it's like, the more I talk about it, the more I know it's there. And it's like, I'm really done talking about it. Can I just get a solution now and keep it moving? Because I'm really just trying to get the bag. (laughs) And it's not even cute anymore. But nah. At this point, talking is just jarring. I just want to do and get what I need to be done, done. Mm. But at the same time, like, getting better for mental health is really a journey. There's no, like, easy, quick fix. And, like, even if you take, like, um pills to help your mental health like even then the what do you call it the side effects is it will get worse before it gets better it'll probably take like i think it's like three to four months of it getting worse before they actually start to kick in and get better so just that just shows that like it's not easy there's no quick fix and i think it's important to have a good support system around you Mm. i feel like that's really crucial wait you just said that before it takes you three to four months. Yeah, the pills. Do you know how long yeah, that is? Yeah, and it's that really is... bad. It's really, really bad because people can get, like, the pills will actually make your, what do you call it, your disorder worse. So, say, if you're depressed, it'll make you suicidal, it'll make you, like, act a different way or change your personality. And then after three months, that's when it starts to get better. But that's when, I think those three months is, like, crucial for you to have people that care about you around you just to watch you what do you think is the best way to get over or deal with situations like that like depression <laughs> Honey, I think, if i knew <laughs> i think the number one it's not there's no quick fix it's but really i think like it's like do stuff that makes you happy and be surrounded by people that actually care for you and are going to support you because Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Cut off toxic traits, cut off toxic people if you have yeah, to. Yeah. Cut off toxic habits if you have to, because it's just not going to help you get any better. Like, surrounding yourself with the right people is good, but then even yourself, like, there's t- toxic things that you can do yourself that will cause d- damage to yourself. So, you need to get rid of, like, the toxic habits that you uh-huh. may have. It's so easy to say all these things, but as soon as you put it into practice, I think that's when. Yeah, but I really do feel like. The people around me have helped me a lot. 100%. A lot, a lot, a lot. 100%. You really, like, 
can't do stuff on your own in this world. We weren't meant to be on this world on we our own. We really weren't. Own. We weren't meant to do life by ourselves. We are meant to do life together. Because mm. I think it's really important being surrounded by people. What would you do? Say, for example, like, you need to surround yourself with the right people. No, you're in a situation where your mental health is really, really bad and you're wiring out and this is happening and this is happening and you're becoming, you are becoming a toxic person for everybody else. But then your mental health is also deteriorating and you're also spiraling and you're also going through a bad patch. But then people are trying to distance themselves from you because you're toxic. Yeah. Where do we go from there? Because you can't surround yourself with people because everyone's trying to stay away from you because you're being toxic. But there's nothing you can do about being toxic because you're in this you're in a bad mental yeah, state. Yeah, but you your... have to try and get better. That's the thing. Like, but how I know, you know you... what? How what if you don't know that you're the toxic one? Like a skunk doesn't you, know. You're gonna have smell. to self destruct. I always say this. You're probably gonna have to self destruct. Yeah. Like, what's the word? You're gonna yeah. have to learn like the hard way that you are the toxic person, and it will sting, and it'll be detrimental to your health. But you'll learn to grow from that. Because if people have been trying to help you and you're pushing them away and being toxic towards them, the only way you're going to learn is from yourself, from hurting yourself. See, but that can... I know, that, like, that, it's not, it's not, like... You can say that, but that can turn out much worse. I know, than, exactly, but that's the only yeah. way, like, there's only so much people can do. Like, at your own day, mm-hmm. it's really up to you if you want to get better. You really can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. That's so true. That is very, very, very true. But it's difficult. Like, mental health is such a... It's so sticky. It's so sticky because you can even go into... You can even go so far as to think... You don't even know you're the toxic person. You're just living your best life. You're in this bubble. You think everything's calm. You think your life is perfect. You think everybody's loving you. But in reality, you are literally destroying everything that you're touching. You're pushing but everyone away. Until someone can check you... No, you're going to have to check Someone's yourself. Someone's going to... But how can... You don't even know yourself. Because in your head, you think everything's calm. It's going to have to get to the point where that person is going to be by themselves. And then they're going to realise that what drove them to be by themselves is their toxic behaviour. What if that makes them worse? It is scary. Because it's it's a very... Like, like we said, it's a very lonely bubble to be in. But then that does get to a point where you feel like Yes, yes, you may be destroying everything you're touching, da 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 da, and then you get to a point where you're by yourself, and then you realize, oh, I'm the problem, <laughs> I'm the toxic one, I'm the reason why everybody's like this, da 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 da, and then you start beating yourself up, and then you start hating yourself, and then at that point, you're so far out and you're so by yourself that you can't even like reach out to anyone and you can't even speak to anyone because nobody wants to have anything to do with you anymore because you've ruined every relationship that you've got. So mm. I think. At that point, like, this is where you kind of look at yourself and think, if you can see, for me personally, maybe it's because I've got an issue with, like, letting people go or, like, letting people just self-destruct. Because for me, self-destruction is something that's just become such a bad thing for me. Like, it became so toxic for me at a point. But it's, like, loving someone at arm's length without getting burnt, like, without getting burnt, without getting hurt. I feel like the best thing to do is literally just be honest and be like, listen, like, you're not giving me good energy right now, you're kind of toxic in my life, but just know that I'll always be there for you. So that when that person has reached that point, mm-hmm. they still feel like they can reach out to you. Because you never want to push anyone away to the point where yeah. they don't feel comfortable, like... To talk to you. You know? 
Because it's not a nice place to feel like you can't Alone. you can't speak to anybody mm. about your problems because you've ruined all the relationships that you've had. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's I think it's important to love your toxic friends. As it's shitty it, and yeah. horrible as that sounds, but even in the Bible it says love your enemies. But there's different ways to like but there's different ways to love. You need mm. to know how to love and with protecting your own I peace. I feel like I feel like the number one thing is protecting your, mm-hmm. your own peace because you can't help them if you're, you yourself are damaged mm-hmm. by them being toxic towards you. You really can't help them. So, yeah. I think that's something that we all kind of need to practice is loving your toxic friends but, protect, but learning how to protect your own peace at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's talking to your parents? African parents. About your mental health? Yes. About how you're feeling? Yes. <laughs> you know it's really bad when you actually have to pick up the phone, phone and oh tell them my everything. God. But I happened to tell my mom, just know that I've hit rock bottom. Same. Just know that it's over. If I've said I've spoken to my mom, just know I've yeah. hit rock bottom. That's bad. That is so bad. It's a kind of like feeling of being vulnerable. It's a pride thing. I feel like my mom was just blaming, go, well, the reason you like this is because you did this, and the reason you like this is because you didn't focus in school that much, and the reason you like this is because you watch too much TV, or you're always on your phone, or you're always kissing boys, and you're doing this. This is the reason why you like this. And, like, my mom will just blame me yeah. for the reasons to why my life is like this, and she'll never, she'll never blame life, because sometimes life really can just hand you the wrong cards. Yeah. But what do you think yours is? Regarding speaking to my parents. About your mental health. Just never had the... Um, firstly, I've never felt like I could speak to them about anything. So I never decided... It never. My parents were like my last option. Mm. They're not even the last option. They aren't even an option. Right. To be quite honest with you. But um, recently, I think our relationships have got better. But with it... With it Come to the point where I'll talk to them about how I feel. Eh, what would no. you do if they watch your video? Well, then, then it is time for us to have a conversation. Mm. Because I said it, I, think, I don't know how I said it to you, but I said it that my parents are going to get to know me on a different level through my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not doing it, I, I never did, I'm not doing it for, you know, for them to, for my weight, for, for weight. Wow, English is hard. <laughs> I'm not doing it as a way to speak to them, I'm doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to them seeing it, then they're really going to know who Fidelis is and who the perception of me they have should change because of I'm more myself on the channel mm-hmm. than with them. I realize when, when I'm by myself or when I'm not around them, I'm more myself than when, I, when I'm with them because your parents have, my parents, I think, this might still be my na- me being naive, but my parents. I think my parents have a certain cap of who I am, based on how I was like as a child. Like I remember, I think in few while I was at home, my dad was like, "You're still the kid that steals biscuits from the from the kitchen," and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm like, "Are you joking me? <laughs> um, I'm 19. I'm 20. You mm-hmm. still think that is my priority right now?" And it just irritates me at the fact that they still think I'm still a child, mm-hmm. but. It's that like your parents say, oh, I know you more than anyone in this world, yeah, but you don't actually you sit act, to get yeah. to know me. Like, you don't get to sit and understand my yeah, actual struggles. And it's mad. But what I was watching, I think we were watching this podcast the other day. What was it again? Um, 
Um, the nineties room. I yeah. think that's what it's called. And is that the one with the green screen at the back? Yeah. yeah. And they made such a good point, and they were talking about how black people and black children struggle with the conversation of mental health and like just how they're feeling in that relationship and that I love you relationship with their parents yeah. compared to white people. Mm. And that's because, especially like first gen children, not even first gen, but yeah, first gen children, like this generation. And that's because our parents were only focused on education and work because that's what they had to do to get here. Right, and yeah. that's the, that was actually the household. It was everybody gets in, eat food, work this, this, what uni, what this, so we can be better for ourselves in the system that's trying to put us down anyways. Mm -hmm. So they just taught us how to fight and how to survive and how to grind and how to hustle. But they didn't do the whole like, oh, I love you and how was school today and how are you feeling and da 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 da, the same thing that like white parents do because white parents don't have to do that like struggling and grinding because life really just comes to them on a silver platter. So the struggling and the grinding and the you need to go to work the priorities of like education 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 is not that deep for white people because they don't have that struggle yeah so they have that room and they have that time privilege. to talk about that it's actually a there privilege. you go they have that privilege to talk about their emotions and how they're feeling and how was school today that that kind of stuff mm. and it's just mad like when you think about it that way you just think it's actually not their fault it's not their fault and the way our parents were also raised, who even talks about emotions in African households? Yeah. Like, as your grandparents, you think your grandparents sat with your parents and said, how's your mental health today? Like, that's just mad. Yeah. So they weren't brought up to do that. And then they come to a country where... Because my parents always say that England has made you so soft and sensitive. Because mm-hmm. if I was back home, I would have been thicker skinned and I would have been like tougher and I wouldn't be as emotional as I am because oh I'm emotional I'm very emotional so they're like oh yeah ever since you came well since coming to this country you're just really really emotional and children in this generation is just really really emotional and it's like what's wrong with that can I not embrace my emotions but nah it sucks but we just have to make sure we don't do that to our children I think our parents just be educated they do I think it's literally just education on mental health which I was thinking like because I was watching like a BBC world news like kind of like story and it's about um depression in Nigeria and a lot of people are depressed but they don't even know it mm-hmm. and um I was thinking and then they were talking about it and they were like basically the excuse was nobody will take it seriously that's the thing and I feel it's They'll or they'll think it's witchcraft or like do you know what I mean like kind of like a spiritual thing or oh, you did something to make God angry this is why you feel this way X Y Z. And then there is such things as chemical imbalance. And you know there is such thing because as... some of my Jews like actually think it's not real like they really do think it's not real or they blame it on God or like the devil or something like that. Wait, that's weird that you say that they blame it on the devil. Do you blame bad mental health on the devil? Yep. Cause I mean. God doesn't. God did not create you to live in a world full of pain. Understand? So, huh? Listen, 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 listen. Oh, this podcast is about to take a whole new You aren't. Terms. You are, listen. You are not on this planet. You are not put in this world for you to suffer. Obviously, there are certain situations where, basically, mental illness is. You could. You could actually say it is the devil, and it is. It is things in the world that are fueling that thought process that you have because how, how are you going to tell me that 
God, who's all-knowing, all-powerful, loving, etc., etc., would then let you have depression. That is literally linked to the problem of evil. I think the reason why there is evil in the world and God allowed there to be evil in the world is because to teach us things about loving each other. You can't really, like... Especially, like, that thing you said about loving toxic people. I feel like if there wasn't any mental health issues... We wouldn't, like, learn that virtue of loving toxic people, people that are hard to love, people that will hurt you. So I feel like, I wouldn't say it's the devil, but I feel like God put mental health and bad things in place to help us learn. Why would he he put bad things in the world for for you to learn? Why? It's more genuine for you to... If you think about it, if you acquire a skill, it takes more out of you. I feel like it develops your character. The same way that there's poverty in the world and people learn the virtue of charity and loving the poor, etc., etc. Mm. I don't know, you know, is it? It's a tough one because I can't say what God will and what God can and cannot do. I can't say that God, this is God's plan and this is how, this is how God did it because... Firstly, I can't, I can't put into words what God can and cannot do mm-hmm. because it's impossible. You can't do that. But from my understanding, is that there is evil in this world, and it's not because of God. There's evil in this world because of one free will, and two, the devil. How do you explain natural evil like volcanoes and earthquakes and all that stuff? That is just that is that is that I can't. Do you know, yeah, I'm not an expert. I can't explain that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are people who can explain it, mm-hmm. but I can't. I'm not going to pretend like I can't. So I'm going to talk in a space where I can't talk. So regarding free will and just general evil in this world, mm-hmm. for 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 you to love a toxic person, they need to choose to be toxic to you. What do you mean? For you to love, for someone, for you to love a toxic person. They need to choose to be toxic to you, okay. so they what if need toxic yeah. to everybody else. And what if it's then they mental did, health? They choose, choose. They choose to be toxic. Nobody chooses to be people toxic. choose. No, listen, because if you choose to be toxic, then you can choose not to be toxic. Exactly. Well, you can't say that. What? What? You can't. You don't yeah, just wake it, up no, in the wait, morning. Wait, no, you don't wait. wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, I'm going to be toxic and do all these toxic things." Yeah, but it's a choice. You just said you can choose. Or you cannot choose. So you're saying Being you can toxic, choose having a. No, we said toxic. I didn't say mental health. I said toxic. So why are you putting toxic? Why are you putting them in the same bracket? I said toxic. Okay, so what's the reason why someone's being toxic? I don't know. How am I going to answer that? I don't know why people decide to be toxic. The same way when people decide, if they see someone with loads of money and I'm poor, joy, yeah, I'm going to steal your money because you have more money than me, so I'm going to take it so I can feel better myself. Stealing is toxic, isn't it? They chose to do it, why? For their betterment. Okay, that's not what I meant, but I get what you mean. Okay, what did you mean? I meant just like in general being like a toxic person and having like toxic traits. What's a toxic trait? No, can I finish what I was saying? I thought that you meant that from being depressed and from this, this and this, you become a toxic person, you are a toxic person, and then you can choose to not be toxic from that. That's what I thought okay. you said. Regarding, regarding okay, before people come for my neck, just, 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 just hold on. There is, in my opinion, there is a level of how much willpower and strength and mental strength one person has. I say your brain doesn't control you. You control your brain, right? You control how you think. You control how you feel, 
right? If somebody doesn't like something, if somebody says something to you and you get triggered, it's because you feel a certain way about it. You think about it in a certain way and you don't like it. If somebody says another thing about you and then you do like it, you feel a certain way. It's all about how you want to pick, how much power you want to put on certain things. So if you are constantly feeling down, it's like people say the natural natural attraction, etc., etc. If you are constantly thinking that you're negative, 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 you will start doing and acting negative. You will start showing signs of being negative. You might start thinking that you're useless, you're inadequate, etc., etc. And then you probably end up getting leading down to depression, etc. But then there's also the aspects of you not being able to... More time, people are depressed because something's happened in their life. This is just my opinion, or I'm not I'm not stating facts here. Okay, okay. Something might have happened in their life, but because they haven't dealt with it and they've hit it, it's come up in the future, and now it's a problem that you haven't dealt with, and because of that, yeah, you're feeling certain type of way. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense, because how can you it's deal with everything in your life? Like... Say someone gets raped, are they supposed to just deal with it right then and there? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying she deal with it right there and then, but you shouldn't pretend like it's not there. Okay, so yeah, you, face your problems. No, you face your problems, but it's still something that traumatizes. Oh, you. I'm not saying Regardless. I'm not saying I'm, it's still traumatizing, but I think you're making it worse by not dealing with it and pretending it's not there. Oh no no no! What I'm saying is like, say you're someone that's like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying say you're someone that's like proactively like doing something about the fact that like you've been raped you've got the trauma of being raped da, 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 da. you've gone to therapy you've you, you're a christian you've been praying you've done this and, and everything's calm but every single now and then you'll get triggered or ptsd comes in or this or this or this things that are actually beyond your control what would you say from there because it can just ptsd is something that like no matter how much you can deal with it and no matter how much therapy you go to, no matter how many yoga sessions you do, Bible studies you do, something silly, you walk past someone that looks like someone that the person who um, perpetrated you, is that the right word? You walk past the person who looks identical to the person that perpetrated you and then you relapse and then you're back in the same cycle or you're depressed again or you get really upset or you have a panic attack. Those are things that are beyond your control. So that's the that's the chemical imbalance or that's just the trauma. Trauma is something that you cannot control, regardless of whether you deal with it or not. But mm-hmm. that is true. Like If you don't deal with your problems, they'll constantly, constantly come back. And I think that's the hardest part, like, actually, like, coming to terms with the fact that you actually do have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest and most important step because that's when you can get better, that you realise you have a problem and you need to address it. I don't think, um, yes, that's what you're saying is true, but there's still, in my opinion, there's still a level at which, obviously, you are going to feel the way you do regarding when you see someone that looks like someone or walking past someone or smelling something. Like, perfect example, it's not obviously in the same category, but when I, when I walk past someone and the her perfume smells like my exes, I was like, oh, mad. That reminds me of so and so, but then did I dwell on it? No, it depends on what you want to dwell on and what you want to. If you if you if you see someone that says, "Oh, he looks like so and so," and you say to yourself, "Okay, that was then, and I've dealt with it. I don't need to 
I don't need to dwell on it anymore. But I think it depends on how extreme it is. Okay, whatever. Like, okay, if, walking past someone that smells like your ex, yes, you'll get upset. You'll actually be like, oh, the breakup was, like, shitty. And yes, oh, it's it sucks, da 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 But then walking past someone that's raped, you can't just be like, oh, he looks like the guy that raped me, da 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 Let's just keep it moving because it's something that happened in the past. Yeah, you still like, can. It depends on how... You still can. You still can. If, if, it's, if it's someone... It's just not going to be easy, but I still think you can. It's all about what you want to dwell in. If you see him and then you say, oh, no, that is you, and then you let it ruin your day, that is where, that is where your control is. But sometimes you're literally, sometimes you cannot, like, you know when you're, you know when you're upset about something or when you're having a panic attack, telling yourself to calm down (laughs) is nice, it's cute. (laughs) Calming down is the difficult part. Like, you can be like, okay, so I know I'm having this panic attack right now, but I've got to go to uni, I've got to go to work, I've got to go to this, I've got the gym, I've got a lot of things to do today. And having a panic attack is not really convenient right now, but sometimes your mind is just does its own little thing and you cannot do anything but just sit the there and you're part. stationary. The worst part is when you really want to. Like, so you're trying bad. so badly, but your body literally cannot get up. No. Like, there'll be times when I'm like, down, you cannot anything. calm yourself down and you just you get so angry with yourself. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. why can I not control my body? Why can I not control my mind? And you just find yourself getting even more upset. Like it's oh, frustrated at yourself so, because you're like, but it's not my fault. Yeah, like it's really not it's my literally fault. Just a chemical imbalance. That's I didn't ask for this. If I could get up right now and get on with the things I need to get on with. I would love it. But something is just not letting me get up at all. I'm screaming at myself. I'm shouting at myself. There's people who go as far as self-harming themselves because they're so, so angry with themselves because they don't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And And then just to be told to get up and keep it moving. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't work like that. My mum's, my mum studied biochemistry. And, like, she spoke to me about anxiety and everything. And she basically just explained that it's literally just a chemical imbalance. There's really nothing you can do about it other than take pills and then try to regulate your body and your um, day-to-day routine so that you can, what do you call it, so you can feel less anxious. But I think that just highlights the fact that it's not really, like, there's only so much you can will and do. But at the end of the day, like, it's really out of your control. And that's the frustrating part. It's literally just your biology. That's what makes it so frustrating. Yeah. You can't control it. There's nothing you can do. Like, you can Google exercises. You can do this. Eat this. You can eat this. You can try this. You can turn this candle on. You can put this gospel song on. You can start doing jumping jacks. You can... Sometimes there's literally nothing... And as, as as terrible as this sounds, Lord forgive me. Like people, this is how people turn to recreational drugs and this is and this to mm-hmm. either numb the pain or Forget oh Lord, I'm like getting triggered. <laughs> <laughs> and find they try and find a way to suppress the pain. Even if it's the most toxic ways, you just but even if it's for like a brief second. Mm. You just try to suppress it. And this is how the devil works, I'm not going to lie, because you think, okay, I know alcohol is going to make me forget, so let me drink. Or I know weed is just going to get me high, I'm going to get the giggles, I'm going to chill, so let me just smoke. I know sex is probably going to give me an orgasm, and I'm not going to be thinking about it, so let me just be. And then where do you go from here? And then you find yourself, you're not getting any better because you're turning to you things find yourself that are going out toxic. like three times a week just to forget. Be in. It's really like frustrating when you see someone spiraling. And you don't you know, know what to do. You can't, because they can't even do anything. Yeah. And you just want to get up and you just want to shake them the same way you want to get up and shake yourself. But then you don't want to like go at them like too hard because you don't want 
them to push you away and then you can't help them because they, they kept this distance like between you two because they feel like you're being like you're judging them mm-hmm. or you're attacking them like it's mm-hmm. just such a complicated it, it thing it is so complicated this is what i mean by like the whole loving your toxic friends thing is like is it's it's difficult it's, it's very difficult because i know something for me when i'm this is something which oh thank you lord that you push me through this one that if i'm in a bad place or if i'm really really down or if i'm depressed or whatever 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 I push everyone away because I feel like this person's judging me because I'm wiling and this person's hating on me because I'm doing this and this person's saying, Natalie, you should cut down on this. You're just trying to block my blessing. You're just trying to ruin my this. You're trying to be an enemy of progress. And I end up cutting everyone off and then I'm just like, oh, wait, I've got no friends because mm. I ruined all my friendships with all my toxic BS. And then it's like, where do you go from here? And then you're alone. And I think the most important thing is not to blame yourself because it's really out of control. Yeah. I don't agree. What? I just thought, I just, I just, I just think that it's actually, it's either some people haven't been able, haven't been taught how to get to that point where they are able to control how they feel and control their emotions in a way where you can have a panic attack and you will be able to move from it. Like a lot of people, like a lot of people say, I want to suppress this, I want to suppress this, I want to suppress this. Why are you suppressing it? Why don't you embrace it? The best way to learn for something is to embrace it. And okay, you're you're you feeling this you're, you're feeling this type of way. Okay, you say you have a, you're having a panic attack because you thought something something triggered you. Alice, this is the thing, right? Sometimes you're not thinking of anything. Sometimes there's literally nothing on your mind. It's you really yeah. could be walking and living your best life. Like yesterday. Honestly, I was walking to your house. I was chilling. I was giggling. I was, I was like, ooh, what's the beef? I'm ready. I'm ready. And I found myself bursting into tears for no reason. Fab. <laughs> it, it actually gets like that. And it I'm really like, like, why am I crying? And why, why is my chest hurting? And the whole suppression thing, sometimes it really hurts. Like, it sounds weird, but like sometimes anxiety can be a physical pain. And it can hurt. Like, you even know me the other day. I couldn't even stand up because I actually thought I was going to have a heart attack. Because mm. sometimes it genuinely, genuinely, genuinely hurts. And you need something just to Numb the pain. make this stop because it's painful. It's too much. And it's like, do you know when you cut yourself, you can put your hand under the tap and it can feel better. Or you burn yourself, you put this on it, you can suppress it because you put this, this and this. you've got a headache, you take paracetamol. Anxiety, what do you do? Do you put a cold towel over you it? You can't even go to sleep because it's just there. It's there. You're tired, but you can't go to sleep because it's just there. You can't do anything. You actually can't do anything. It feels like, for me, it feels like kind of claustrophobic, like, because I can't do anything. I feel like I'm kind of trapped unless I use those, like, toxic methods to suppress it. But... That's not good. It's... That's, this is yeah. Where you can, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, every, you know. so, so are you so are you telling me you will always have it no I think god forbid god forbid I feel like the next doing steps to? doctors <laughs> yeah. GP appointment it's really scary taking tablets though um, it's very scary like let's not talk about I think um, you don't want to <laughs> I don't did, did, did you get the problem with tablets like did you did your problem arise when you took tablets I haven't like, taken, taken tablets I'm scared no, I've tried <laughs> everything <laughs> but I take tablets yeah. I'm trying try, like all natural methods before I'm petrified I don't I booked multiple appointments I, I don't want to do it <sighs> I watched the documentary a few days ago and uh, it was um 
She won the Great British Bake Off. That um, oh, is your okay. mom. I can't remember her name. I think her name is Hussein. No, Stefan, not. My bad. Anyway. So she found out that the reason why she started having panic attacks is because when she was in primary school, she got swelled. So they put her face in the toilet and flushed mm-hmm. it. So obviously the feeling of her having a panic attack, the feeling that she had during that moment after it, she went to hide underneath a sink. And, you know, she was doing her whole, <laughs> and it made her worse. And then her and the, the therapist came to realise that that was what was triggering her panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And for for what I think is, for her to get over it is to embrace and deal with what has happened and say, this is in the past, it's never going to happen to me again. Mm-hmm. I can move forward from this. Because it's very, cause it's very hard. If you look at it, Excitement and anxiety are really close in how you feel. That's true. Like when you're when you're excited, your chest is moving yeah. mad and you cannot breathe. And then when you have an when you have an anxiety, it's literally the same thing. It's just about knowing what triggers you because you need to think for you to figure out why what's wrong with you. Firstly, you need to go back and think at what point did at what point did this start and what was the reason why it started. Mm-hmm. And then when you find that out you're then able to deal with it better and it's not a case of you thinking okay let me go to let me go to doctors now to get medicine you really and truly isn't actually good for you what medicine medicine in a sense is actually not good for you because like you said have you ever spoken to anyone that's tried medication no how do you know that then because i've watched a documentary about it so you watch one person's documentary and you've made a judgment on everybody's anxiety you're triggered look at you i'm asking you a question no no but you're triggered are you triggered? I'm asking Are you, you triggered? Can you answer the question? Answer the question. Yeah, but it was a doc. It wasn't can just. Can you answer the question? Let me yes answer it no? then. Chill out. Chill out. Let me answer the damn question then. Okay, it wasn't just one person that he, he he worked with. He worked with multiple people, and they all didn't use. They all didn't. They stopped using medicine, and they found different ways to deal with their different issues. Perfect example. One person had chronic pain in her back, etc., and all that. And what did she do? She started karate, right? And in that small space of time that she started karate, her, her pains went. But then if she had took medicine, the side effects would have made her worse before they made her better. And you don't know what kind of thought process she could have had in that time frame before she started seeing the positive effects. Another woman thinks she had panic attacks. And she realised, and then the doctor realised that when you're in cold water, the same feeling you get when you're in cold water is the same feeling you get when you're having a panic attack, what do you do? He took her open water swimming. Okay, so I, I understand all that, and that, like, makes sense, and that it makes sense. It does make sense scientifically, theoretically, da da da, da it makes sense. But not everybody's had their head flushed down the toilet. Not everybody feels the same feeling of anxiety when they touch cold water. So not everybody's blessed not everybody, with the opportunity to see a therapist. Not everybody's blessed okay, with the opportunity. Can I finish speaking? Because you did finish speaking. You did finish your point about the documentary, right? Not everybody's anxiety is the same. Nobody's anxiety is the same. Some people are not triggered by um, PTSD or this, this and this. There's a form called GAD, which I've, I don't know if you have it, but GAD, which is General Anxiety Disorder, which means there's no actual trigger. trigger. It's literally just a chemical imbalance in your body. Your body just panics. So how do you answer that? Because you're coming to me with a... It makes sense. Yes, I understand the woman, she she got flushed on the toilet. That's that's 
from her PTSD, she gets anxiety. Mm. It makes sense. But not everybody has that story. Some people literally anxiety just disorders. one day your anxiety just starts and then you just start getting anxiety mm-hmm. constantly, 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 constantly for no goddamn reason. You can go to all the therapists in the world and they'll all come up with the same answer as it may be general anxiety disorder or there's actually no answers to why you've got anxiety. I remember the first time I had a panic attack. No, I will tell you nothing triggered it and this is why I was so confused. I just burst into tears and then I started hyperventilating da, 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 da. and then that's when I went to um what do you call it my school GP and that's when they explained it to me and then ever since then I've just kind of been dealing with it so it's really really not the same like I understand where you're coming from but like not everybody is the same and not everybody's um fixes will be the same and if you've not spoken to someone that's not taking tablets or taking medication, or taking this, this, and this, and you've not got, like, an answer from that, how can you make a generic analysis of how... That's why mental health is so complicated. It's not, like, just, like, breaking an arm and then fixing that. Because everybody's just so different. That's why it's so complicated. Firstly, I never said... I never once said that everybody is... Everybody is the same way. But you said that tablets don't work. I said, okay, majority of the time... Majority of the time, most time, like you said... There's a space of time before you feel before you feel better. Three, four months. Do you know how long three, four months is? That is a long know, period I, period of time. I get that. And I'm not saying... That's what I'm saying, that, like, tablets should not be the first, what do you call it, the first option. But sometimes people have it so bad that they have to. And I feel that's the same with most things. It has to get worse before it gets better. So... Like, when I think about it, I'm thinking, what is the point in dosing myself on tablets only for th- for it to take three months to work? I mean, there's different tablets. I think the CRS one, I think that's, don't quote me on that, is the one that takes three to four months. And then there's um another tablet that begins with B that is, like, the ones that help you sleep and manage your anxiety throughout the day, and that one works immediately and is quite mild. But you can get addicted to it. The thing is, the tablets, they're not... I would, definitely don't think they're like the first option and they're not a quick fix because there's side effects with everything especially when especially when it's to do with your mental health there'll always always be side effects yeah so like i recommend that like do your research because i did my research before i decided like which one i wanted try it all before you go to tablets that should really be your last yeah yeah, it should never be your first resort yeah Ayesha Curry thing. The whole male attention thing. Yes. Personally, like, I understand where the bitch is coming from. I don't even think it's a matter of, oh, she wants to beat the other guys. I think it's just that she just wants to feel good, like, do you know what I mean? It's a minor. It's actually a minor. Like, she's not going out there for me. No, it's not. Okay, so I'm going to explain it for the listeners. Because firstly, firstly, if I was to tell, if I was to tell my girl, listen, I'm feeling ugly because I'm not getting attention from anybody else. Nobody's moving to me in the nightclub or nobody tries to move to me. Nobody signs to my DMs. She look at me like, are you mad? Am I not good enough for you? What about me? Is my attention for you not enough? If a man was to say that, I'm telling you now, every woman on Twitter would flip out. Okay, like, okay regardless of what well, no, no. women... How is it regardless? Regardless of what women on Twitter think or whatever. But at the end of the day, I feel like she's saying it from a place of 
I feel like it's just normal human behaviour. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like she's saying at a place where she wants to be with other guys. I think she's just saying that. I've been married to this guy since I was doing ABC. And I've known this guy since I was doing ABC. Maybe if she just wants a little bit of extra attention, it's really not that deep. If nothing's happening, then what's the problem? It's just like kind of a, a self-validation. Yeah, yeah. Like a in marriage. a way. Yeah. Self-validation over people. Yeah. That's mm. not self-validation. Okay, it's not self-validation. Okay, What's the social, word? I don't know. <laughs> she just wants to feel validated by society, basically. Not that that's a healthy thing. But that, I think that's what it was. Not that she wants to like go see with other guys because she's really married to Steph Curry. <laughs> that doesn't stop anybody from sleeping with somebody else. That's so. very true. I mean, she really, right? If you look at it, she just said on Twitter that she wants attention from other guys. And there's really guys out there getting attention and getting smashed by other girls, but nobody says anything about that. Mm-hmm. They attack the girl who says she wants attention, but the guys who actively go out, get the attention, and sleep with the and girls, just, don't get shouted at. Just for her to feel nice, that's literally all it is, I can't lie. That's what she even said. Because if you're walking in the club... People overreacted. People really overreacted. If you're walking in the club and you're snapping necks, do you not feel good about exactly, yourself? Exactly, like, ooh, I feel good, I look good. Like, I really am still that bitch. So... You go out and you want to get you want to get that look. You want you want people to look, snap their neck, and say who's that bitch. Okay, so what if people stop saying that who's that bitch? Or at that point now, are you not that bitch because people aren't telling you you're yeah, that bitch? Yeah, it's not healthy. No, at I'm all. still that bitch. <laughs> it's, it's not healthy at all. Like what she was like thinking or insinuating, but I don't think at the same time what she meant was that she wanted to like. She was meant, like, yeah, I don't think her intention was to disrespect her husband or anything. Obviously, her intention wasn't to disrespect her husband. And I know it wasn't because she wants to get her back blown up by other guys. But... She never said she wanted to get her back blown up Open your ears and listen. She did not say that. Open your ears and listen. I never said she did. I said that's not her intention uh, okay. and that's not what she meant. Okay. I know that. But saying it, there's something you should, there's something you should say, there's something you shouldn't say. Because now, you can say, if Steph Curry was to come out and say, now I don't know how to please my wife, because she still feels that she needs to get attention from other people, she cannot blame him. Because now she's put him in a place where he doesn't feel enough. Because if I was if I was have a girlfriend and she says, I don't get attention from outside from other people, I'm going to feel like, the attention I'm giving you, is that not enough for you? Like, why do you feel that you need validation from strangers that don't know you and have nothing to do with you and don't care about you but just your looks? Because if they were to, if you were, if you were to take away your looks, they wouldn't look at you twice. So you're telling me you need that to feel satisfied about yourself? You don't need it. I don't. Feel no, like you don't it's a need it. But she said but it's nice. It's nice. Like, it's I, no, no, no. The thing is, we're not condoning no, what she like, did it's by like saying that. Something on Instagram, yeah, and, and then getting no likes, yeah. Huh. Get zero likes. Am I ugly? I was like, okay. <laughs> is it is Twitter oh, down? Like, you know, oh. <laughs> what's, why are you not getting retweeted? So I get zero likes. What would you do, right? If you posted a picture on Instagram, now be realistic. And you got no likes. I'll delete it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And why would you delete it? Why would you delete it? Why would you delete it? No, 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 no. Would you not actually, go nah, actually, nah. Actually, Look at this picture I posted two hours ago, and you're the only person that's liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Ellis, I'm the only person that thinks you should look good. Why do you need validation from other people to say that actually, you look good? Think about it now. Think about it now. This is going to sound very bad. 
but obviously with my Insta posts, like sometimes, right? I if I don't get a certain number, this is sounds very mad, right? This is gonna sound very mad. If I don't get a certain number, right? I contemplate deleting it, right? But then, when I contemplate deleting it, I'm like, I didn't post this for. Of a, I didn't. I posted because I know I look good in it, and obviously there's a, there's a there's a you, you, you like if people you love tell you you look good, you're happy. Whatever, mm. What's that called? But then no, true. But then when it doesn't hit that number, I don't care. It's just like I did this for me, so whatever number I get is whatever number I get. I'm not gonna then say because oh, I didn't hit a hundred, I'm gonna delete this. Okay, but okay. That. But if you got, you said if you got zero likes. Yeah, but yeah. zero. zero. Try it, finish. Okay, you said if you got zero likes, you'll delete it. Now answer this. Why would you delete it? Because now nah, there's levels. To this, <laughs> there's, there's levels to this shit, right? Okay. No, 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 Ellis. I'm the only person that's liked it because I'm the only person okay, that should be liking so it. So why would you delete it? So why would you delete it? Because I think you look. She great. liked it. I think you look. Mm, I think that's the best picture you've ever posted. Now you're deleting it because. Everybody else, all the thousand people on your Instagram have not no, liked no, no, it. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. There's, and there's certain people in my life that need to like my photos. And they don't and like it. if you it. don't like it, we have a problem. Okay, so <laughs> if she... <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm being deadly serious. If, 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 if you've reached a level in my life and you haven't liked my photo, I'm going to question you because what the fuck are you doing? Okay, so how many people do you think that is? That's a that's a that's a certain amount of people I can't put my hands. I think okay. I think there's like how many people would you say you should have at least this amount of likes in your picture? I would say like fifty. I would say I would say about fifty, sixty. I know there's like fifty, sixty people which you can look through all my likes, and it's the same fifty, sixty people yeah, that have yeah. liked and commented it. And if they've not liked my picture, there's a problem. There's an actual issue. Like, <laughs> what's okay, actually so going you on? Got- Say you're used to getting 300 likes, yeah, and you got 50 likes from those people, yeah, would you delete it? You wouldn't. Why? You're used to getting 300 likes and you only got 10 likes. Because don't forget, the other 250 people are just people I don't know and don't no, care no, no, about. No, 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 right. You used to get, you normally get 300 okay. likes. Listen, right. Normally get 300 likes. Okay. You post a picture, okay. you only get 20 likes. From who? From the people that you're close just to. Just anyone. Cool. That's calm. If you didn't get a certain amount... Like she would definitely delete it without even batting that eyelid. Because when it comes to looks, it's way more important for girls than guys. It depends what kind of post it is. If I like, like if it's like one where I'm promoting something or one where I'm just saying her birthday, someone I wouldn't really care. I don't know. I have I haven't actually like experienced that. Can't no, but there would be a picture that I'd post. But then, there's a reason as to why I didn't get the amount of likes that it should have. But I feel like I don't even like the picture that much myself. Yeah. Like, I can pick up the faults that probably other people have probably seen in it. I'm like, yeah, that picture's probably not as bad as I thought it was. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Sweet Candid. It's been great having you guys. I'm Natalie. I'm Demi B. And I'm Ellis. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Content coming soon. I feel like we always say that, but I feel like content is actually coming soon. And we're now available on what is it? Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Yeah, and follow us on all platforms as well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hate how we say bye. Like that. Hmm? <laughs>